This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. Truly, truly phenomenal. So who is my guest of today? Well, we've got LBJ on the line, Les Brown Jr. That's right, Les Brown Jr. Les Brown Jr. speaks internationally to groups of all ages, inspiring his audiences to reach higher and to expect more of themselves in the serious pursuit of dreams that define a lifetime. His core original message is, we must be more dedicated to our destinies than we are to our distractions. So very true. Recently named one of the top 40 speakers under the age of 40 in America, Les Brown Jr. knows how to deliver every time. He focuses on the head, and the heart and his infectious enthusiasm and vivid power of description sweep along all those who hear him. The LA Clippers and Success Teens International awarded him the Humanitarian Neighborhood Alliance Award, otherwise known as HNAA, at the Staples Center, specifically for his inspirational speaking work with young adults. Les Brown Jr. has been speaking professionally since the age of 10, that's right, 10 years old, and he has not slowed down for more than two decades. His personal goal is to impact and to inspire a new generation of high achievers, while remaining focused forward on building the family business, which trains emerging leaders to use their unique voices as a force for greatness. With the experience of presenting before corporate executives in sold-out arenas with as many as 20,000 participants attending, Les Brown Jr. leaves his audience with more than just the necessary tools to compete and to win in a global economy. He leaves them inspired and hungry to achieve more. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, my friend. How are you? I am fearless. I'm so excited Woo! to be here. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm fearless. Thank you so oh. much for having me. I'm a big fan of your show, and I'm excited to spend this time with you. Oh, 
well, I am super honored and cer- certainly very grateful for your time because I know how off the hook busy you are. We've had and enjoyed very many behind the scenes conversations and correspondence and the day has finally arrived. I couldn't be more ecstatic. So, and we're going to jump into so many other things, including our recent partnership for what we're bringing to Toronto in August with details yet still to be finalized, but we're going to be partnering together and we're going to be co-hosting, co-facilitating a summit, which we're still organizing. Uh, But I'm really grateful that you're going to be flying into Toronto for a couple of days. And I'm sure that it's going to be huge packed audience and we get to meet in person, which I told you in one of our conversations, I was going to manifest and I have. Yes. The thoughts you think are the things you manifest. So we're doing it. We're doing it. Let's go. Absolutely. Well, because this is unscripted, there is one question I do want to open up with, Les. I would be remiss if I didn't. So this is solely your hour to shine, a little bit less than an hour. And, you know, I don't want to focus on you being in the shadow of anyone because you're not. You are magnificent in your own right. But I do want to talk about, you know, given the fact that you are your dad's son, and we know that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, um, I would like to know in what example or what messaging specifically, either in the public eye, out of the public eye, but being your son's, uh, your dad's son, what is it that he imparted to you or most resonates with you with respect to living fearlessly? What's left that blueprint on you? Well, I, I think that one of the main things that he's left on, on me in terms of living fearlessly is something that he calls the leapfrog theory. Yes. (laughs) You're familiar with the leapfrog theory, right? And so uh, in in life, you meet a lot of people and they want to go in certain areas and test out new fields, but they kind of don't know how to get started and they end up wasting a lot of time before they take action. And so the leapfrog theory says you just hop on out there. Right. You don't you just hop on out there. You just get <laughs> in the game. You just leap on out there. There's a quote that says leap and grow your wings on the way down. Right. Love it. <laughs> and so I think whenever I've gone into a, a new arena, I've always, even though I've been speaking since I was 10, I dabbled in different fields and and I always took the leapfrog theory approach. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leap straight to the top. And so I don't think it's a matter of being in the shadows. It's so great when you start to look at it as a team. I am part of a motivational team. I I I have a privilege of building a business with my family. My dad isn't just my dad. He's he's a mentor, and uh, he holds me accountable (laughs) even when I don't want him to. So it's it's, uh, (laughs) It's a beautiful thing, and I'm fortunate to to have been uh, able to work with my dad and many other family members throughout beautiful. my life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Fantastic. And I use the word shadow, and, and not because I thought in any respect that it would apply to you and your dad, but because I've interviewed the children of famous legendary people such as uh, Serena Dyer, daughter of Serena, or sorry, Dr. Wayne Dyer, and I've interviewed Tom Ziegler, son of Zig Ziegler, and I've interviewed Rita Carey, who's the sister of Jim Carey, and the list goes on. You know, I know sometimes that tends to be 
a lingering question. It's not something that often gets spoken, but sometimes people often think, you know, was it difficult to grow up with somebody who was so publicly iconic, with somebody who was so legendary? Does it somehow eat away a little bit? Not that you would ever negate or minimize your dad's success or celebrate him for being exactly as he is and being proud of the fact that you are his son and and so many other roles and relationships within that. Um, but I, I just kind of want to put that to bed for the listeners and the podcast subscribers, because oftentimes when we look at celebrities mm-hmm. and we look at the siblings or we look at the other people in the family, we tend to sometimes make the presumption that there's some sour grapes there or that it was too hard to follow in the footsteps of so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's a very great question. And my brother, uh, Patrick Brown, is, is so funny. He was there for a lot of the times growing up when my dad was traveling and, uh, you know, maybe there was a graduation or a function that possibly he couldn't attend. My brother, Patrick, would always show up. And speaking now, he says, you know, people say, what is it like to grow up in the shadows of Les Brown? And he says, well, what do you think? It's the shadows. It's dark, right? (laughs) 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 The shadows are dark, right? Right. But but, the thing is, is that I have to, I have to think about the you know I, I i'm i have the privilege of being a dad right now and Beautiful. sometimes you know even though i taught my son to read and at first it was exciting sometimes when i ask him to read you can see that he's he kind of tears up right he might want to play with this tablet a little more and these emotions come out and i feel like that's a lot of what i was going through as a young man coming up right it's like yeah you're you're asking me to do great things. You're asking me to go on tour, to write a book, to be a part of great projects. And here I am tearing up because it's my bedtime. So I really <laughs> <laughs> I look at myself and I say, Oh, that was me at 14, 15, you know. Right. I, I, I'm really, I'm really blessed. And I did not feel as if there it was a challenge. I felt like what my dad did because I listened to his, because I was forced to go to these workshops and seminars. I actually enjoyed them and I studied them. I felt like what my dad had achieved, um, that that was the tip of the iceberg in terms Mm -hmm. of what I could accomplish. If he could do that without a dad in his life, if he could do that without going to the best schools in America, if he could do that and inspire so many people without technology, Back in the day, they didn't even have emails. You had to mail a letter to someone, right? You had to go Very to the store, supposed to the step, and he built a career. And so it's really been a driving factor. And I see him more so as an example in terms of what's possible. And it keeps me going even when I want to give up. Beautiful. 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 Well, don't ever give up. The world needs you more than ever. Right. Well, it's not often because I talk to my dad every day. So. (laughs) Well, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this, LBJ. So, you know, we understand that the culture of leadership seems to be shifting. And, you know, I don't want to get go down the political rabbit hole. Um, but there's so many people who wear the the title or seem to view themselves or by other people's perceptions and support of them, what constitutes, what defines a leader. 
Um, so I would be interested to know what your definition of leadership is, what the shift is going on in the culture of leadership right now, or the perception of the culture of leadership, and what possibly we have to do to get back to grassroots and bare bones of reinstilling uh, and recalibrating what that true inherent definition is for all of us in our own lives and for the lives of others? Well, that is a great question. I've always defined leadership as a leader is a person that does not go where the path may lead, but they go where there is no path and they leave a trail. Beautiful. Right? So that's always been my my definition of a leader, someone that is that that goes against the grain, that is not afraid to to take the path least traveled, but really an innovator. Right. A trailblazer. And yes. And I do think that we are in the midst of a, a, a great leadership demand. We are in the midst of a late great leadership demand. I don't want to call it a leadership crisis, but I do <laughs> want to say that great leaders are in high demand. And there's a lot of skepticism about the power of leadership. So for those that are tuning in, here's the first step when it comes to leadership. And here's where a lot of people get caught up. To me, I believe that leadership leaders have to subscribe to this philosophy. It's about ethics over ego. Yes. Right? Ethics over ego. It doesn't mean you're a leader just because you have a fancy title or just because you get to tell people what to do or just because you have a lot of people that follow you somewhere. No. Mm -hmm. What makes you a leader is when you can turn each and every person that you encounter, each and every person that you meet, when they're inspired by your presence, by the way you carry yourself, is when you have a fundamental underlining philosophy that does not treat any person that is around you less than you. It's when Bingo. you know how to build people up, not when you know how to turn people down. Does that make sense? When you, not when oh. you know how to, 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 to pick people apart. And so leaders are masters of upliftment. As a matter of fact, I live in Los Angeles, California, and we're known for a lot of our, our, our makeup artists, right? Yeah. So makeup artists make the stars look good, right? Makeup artists make the celebrities. They prepare them for the red carpet. But leaders, see, leaders, no, they don't need makeup artists to cover them up or put a mask on them. Leaders are wake-up artists, okay? Yes. <laughs> yes. Leaders are wake-up artists. We need more leaders to wake people up to the greatness inside, to wake people up to their true potential and the possibilities for their family and their children children. And when you wake someone up, you have to do that with this the leadership skills and able to paint a larger vision for people and stop trying to be a role model and to be an enrollment model. That's how Beautiful. I do leadership. Okay, I'm on fire here. You said a few things that just flipped a switch on me. So here we go. 
Now, I love what you just said about the parallel between the makeup artist and the red carpet and that being very different than what it is to embody the title, the spirit, the soul of a leader. Because a true leader, it's not about masking yourself or adorning yourself with accessories and makeup and clumping things on your face. It's about the stripping back. It's stripping it off. It's natural. It's organic. It's being the real deal to the degree that people can see through the transparency and the congruence of your actions aligning with your words that you are walking your talk that is leadership that's you being raw that's you being vulnerable and that's you putting your shit out there because by doing so you're giving people permission to also understand and embrace we are all human you can't be on the spectrum of humanity regardless of what differentiates our individual circumstances and not know what it feels like to once upon a time if not currently for those who are listening and plugged in to feel invisible to feel isolated to feel less than so for somebody who's in a position of leadership for somebody who's anchoring people up and is always committed to the plight and the mission of paying it forward and being of service, you're always going to know that it is part and parcel for who you are, what you do to bring people up. Yes, 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 yes. And yes, and we hear people say in our industry a lot, there's greatness in you. Yes, we heard Zig Ziglar said, yes, there's greatness in you. We heard Les Brown said, yes, there's greatness within you. We heard Tony Robbins say, yes, there's greatness within you. But keep this in mind, the best way to bring out your greatness is to help bring out the greatness in someone else. Bingo. Bingo. And that's, that's so the best way. That's how you know it's there. That's how you know it's inside you because you implant the greatness in you and someone else and you help them realize how great they are, the great things that they can do. And that is the few, the true value of this human experience that we are, are doing. You know, we are, we are human beings, not human doings. doings. Right? And so as we are being in our daily lives, as we are looking at our goals, and dreams, we must keep in mind that we were not just put here to serve ourselves. The gifts that we were given were not just put here for us. We have a, a, a cosmic duty to make sure that we get out our gifts, get out our talents, get out our, and that's going to require leadership skills. That's mm. going to require you to be an emotional genius. Right? Yes. <laughs> we might have to do the emotional genius summit, right? <laughs> Well, we'll be covering that. Don't right. think for a minute we can do what we're planning to do and organizing to do without that being underscoring everything that else that we're going to be talking about. Because emotional intelligence tied with self-awareness is what transmits and transcends any other message you have within your marketing, your branding, or your leadership style and approach. Yes. Yes. Very true. Right? Because you could have, I mean, everything else outside of the soft skill arena is is teachable you can learn to adapt and learn something that's not your strong suit but i i truly believe that inherently if you're lacking or if you're deficient or you're oblivious to the importance and the imperativeness especially when we talk about leadership as a whole soft skills then i'm sorry you you're you've just sunk yourself You've just sunk yourself because people need to know that you're relatable. And by being relatable, that means you have to be engaged. By being engaged, that means you have to sh have genuine 
authentic curiosity for what brought that person onto your path in the first place, outside of their accolades, outside of their achievements, outside of their success. There's a reason why Vibe attracts tribe. So when people are seeking you out on the leadership arena or for mentoring, for coaching, or they want to buy your book or whatever the case may be, they want to be aligned with you. They have to understand to what degree you see them as their own person, separate from the alphabet that call, that follows behind their name, perceivably. It's tapping into the soul and being heart-centered, first and foremost. Yes, yes. And when you do that, I think it's a shame. You know, while you were speaking, it just made me think you should never underestimate the influence of a leader, right? Right. You should never underestimate an influence of a leader. And, and it takes a while, especially when you go through different phases where you might not realize that you were born to lead. You might not realize that the level of influence that you have, you might not realize of who else in your life that's watching you will start to take action when you start to take action, right? You might be a major influencer in your area and not look at yourself, not necessarily want to claim that title, but I believe that in truly, when you look at the power of, of how we create and how we create great things, whether it be a powerful family or a, a, a seven, eight, nine figure business, right? Mm -hmm. No matter what, nothing great happens in isolation. And the difference between teams who win championships, teams who, who achieve great things together and people who don't, is the leaders on those teams who paint a vision and who follow through. Absolutely. Well, it's got to be top down, right? Mm -hmm. Got to be top down. So, because if you're trying to get people to level up, they're only going to level up to the degree that you exemplify that in your own example. And not when you feel like it, not when the mood strikes, but especially when the mood isn't strike, where you've got to demonstrate, you know what? I'm the catalyst for my own example here. I've got to push myself even harder and even further, particularly on the days that I don't feel like it, because that's what I'm imparting message-wise to the people who are seeking me out for mentorship, for coaching, for whatever. Yes, yes. And that is the challenging part, right? Because yes. ultimately, ultimately, leadership is not a product, it's an experience. And, and everything gets old, right? So in yeah. order for leaders to remain relevant in their marketplace, see, if they're not bettering their best, right? True. And they're not building, they can't build a true following or gain the momentum that's needed for a durable leadership. When you turn a tribe into a community, into an organization, into a village, right? And mm -hmm. so the, the thing, the reason why many people shy away for taking on that leadership mantle and for saying, yes, I'm going to t carry the torch. I'm going to step up to that inner urging that I feel inside me that's in that it's telling me that I can inspire others and, and move in a certain direction is because they know deep inside that they have to constantly better their best. They know deep inside that they have to constantly work on their mind. They have to constantly read. They have to constantly invest in themselves and go and sit in conferences and they have to be studying at all times because, you know, they, there's a quote that says few minds wear out, more rust out. 
right? Mm, true. <laughs> There are so many people who they thought that they were leaders yesterday, but their leadership style has rusted out. And they have, <laughs> you know, they are they are getting the following and, and 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 the reach that they used to with these new channels. So now it's important to constantly, constantly sharpen your acts. Never think that just because you got a compliment yesterday that that makes you a leader tomorrow. And always move forward with a servant-driven mindset. Beautiful, love it. So going back to what you said a couple minutes ago when you started to answer that question, you said a few things citing the word turning. That's a segue for what I oftentimes say here, uh, less on my show. It's really honing and mastering the ability, the capability, the mindset to turn shit into gold. Because let's face it, when we get to this age stage in life, none of us come out unscathed. You know, for things that are out of our control, unforeseen circumstances, whether it be illness, whether it be the sandwich effect of looking after young children, older adults, uh, parents, whatever the case may be, and knowing that we always have to keep ourselves, as you cited very succinctly, relevant, particularly in the world of leadership and entrepreneurship. So, you know, if, if, as you said, you're rusting yourself out, but you want to remain the archaic dinosaur that you are because your way was always the way that it worked and people need to just hop on board with the old way of thinking. Well, no, if your stuff is rusting out, get yourself retired over to the junkyard or do something differently to recalibrate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's, and that's, that, that's so key because, you know, there's a quote by... Uh, coach, the great coach, Jim Warren, he, Jim Wooten, he said, John Wooten, he said, uh, discipline yourself and others won't have to. <laughs> you know? Well, that, but you know what? That is so, that is so <laughs> profound. And I've said that, I've heard that message said in so many different ways, paraphrased. Um, but that's true because, you know, if you're not looking to refine or take personal inventory for the ways in which, I mean, if, if you're committed to being the best, most improved version of yourself every single day, and you understand that you're not in competition with other people, you're not here to piggyback off other people's messages, but knowing that as a student of life, yeah, let's look at the people who have been successful who are perhaps operating at a different uh, level than we are. It doesn't mean that it's a hierarchy where it's us and them or they're better or, you know, they were born with some magical ingredient or gene, you know, in the birth canal that makes them more standout. It's really who am I as my own individual self, knowing that there's a purpose for being here and, and knowing it's a miracle to even be born in the first place. If we understand that gratitude underscores everything, gratitude underscores success, abundance, prosperity, uh, goodwill, you know, humanitarianism, all those things, then all we have to do is go with inside ourselves because the answers are all there, regardless of all the memes and all the social media, all the celebrities, all the people who are on the leadership stage. If you truly see yourself as not less than and recognize your own talents, abilities, skills, and hone your voice, hone your mindset, there is no reason why you can't stand out in this world and do something really monumentally important with the idea in mind that purpose is everything. What is your purpose? Yes, yes. And like you said, no one leaves here unscathed. And when you mention the sandwich effect, I'm assuming that you're mentioning, yes, you're taking care of your kids, but you're also taking care of your older parents, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you're sandwiched in. And I know 
you know, I've got a, a sister who tours, speaks nationally and internationally. Her mom had a stroke, you know, has to take yeah. care of her mom, comes home after being on tour, gets cussed out from being gone, you know, paying all the bills, right? Doesn't right. have any children, but totally stressed out. Doesn't want to, you know, wants to take care of her mom, but dealing with the stress of, of hey, when I go home, it's a toxic environment. You've got mm -hmm. people dealing with crisis with, you know, and, and relationships gone bad. Oh, no, their, their heart gets broken. Oh, no, a business venture that lasted for a long time. And then it, something happens and your partner's not there anymore. And then it's, it's, it's easy to lose your footing. It's easy to ask yourself, hey, what is my purpose? It's easy to question the audacity of your leadership. And so it's important to surround yourself in an environment because when you really need to get in a, a community of high achievers, when you really need to program your success, it's not just when you, you've got all the right commas in your bank account. It's not just when your team members are fully supportive and they're reaching all their tasks on time and your mm -hmm. sales team is just doing out of this world. But it's, it's when those challenging times when you're working so hard and you're not sure if it's going to take to pay off or you take a financial loss that you weren't expecting or you have a relative that has a health challenge and so you have to drop everything and be there for them that's the real life duty and that's the the, the blood and bones in our energy because that's the time when you have to tap into a part of yourself to say hey i have power over my circumstances yeah i have power over my own thoughts. I have the ability to cheer up someone in my life who's feeling sad. I have the ability to provide for my family and to build a business for myself and to set aside time for myself. One of the speakers um, that I, I met in the lobby, I remember he talked to my dad. He said, what we lack is not capability, but it's, it's capacity, right? Yes. What we are doing is re-recognizing and reinventing our capacity levels so that we can redefine to ourselves what's possible for us. Beautiful. Well, what you're also indirectly referencing in its own way, which I want to touch upon in this uh, interview with you, Les, is it's, it's a strength when you understand the importance and the relevancy and the imperativeness of surrendering, which is coupled with the whole synonymous um, symbiotic relationship, I believe, with relinquishing and embracing. Because when you let go of the old and the things that no longer serve you, the toxicity, other people's opinions of how you should be making your decisions, how you should be living your life, blah, 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 that whole old reel, the script that no longer serves us for who we are today if we claim to be self-empowered individuals. If we step into our greatness and recognize that as an adult, it is fundamentally all about choice. By choosing to relinquish the things that no longer serve us energetically wise, that then creates the space for the yummy things that we are drawn to, that we are magnetized to, the things that are our calling, are aligned with our purpose, our passion, our mission. That's what we have to take heed of. But that again requires emotional intelligence. That too requires a certain level 
of self-awareness in order to embrace that and make that work for each of us individually. So let's talk about from your perspective that symbiotic relationship, the imperativeness of the ability to relinquish and surrender and simultaneously then allowing things to come our way. The the gift of allowing, embracing. Yes, yes. Well, so it's just like you said, and, and I am... I've been in this industry for a long time and I've spoken on many topics and and you nailed something that I just had the privilege of speaking about at my last training. Here's the first step, right? Yep. Yesterday is gone. Yes. Right? We have to accept that, right? We have to accept that. We have to surrender to the fact that yesterday is gone. And when we when we say that, we mean that the fundamental facts that we believed yesterday are no longer true. The fundamental way that we did yet business yesterday are, are antiquated. The way that we did yesterday, that we thought that we were right, the, the American dream of yesterday, the global dream of whatever it is, is gone. There's a new era that we're in right now today. And we have to surrender to the fact that if we're still thinking like yesterday, as we move into tomorrow, we end up in one of three categories. There are three types of people together. There are those that are on the cutting edge. There are those that are getting left behind. And there are those that are getting ran over. Okay, and those that go into tomorrow with the yesterday mindset, they are getting left behind and they are getting ran over. You have to update your mental software. You have to surrender to the fact that what you did yesterday, how you felt about your, your yourself yesterday, how you even felt about your accomplishments. There are so many people that I know that might be in their late 60s or, or, or late 50s, and they feel like their best days of their life was yesterday. Okay? Mm. They feel like they've already peaked. Right. They were born and they were going to live beyond their prime. They don't realize. See, see, I believe that 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 70 is the new 40. Okay. Agree. Totally agree. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Because yesterday is gone. Now, because of technology, now because of the innovation of humanity and what happens when great minds and great engineers and great sociologists and great thinkers and and, 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 and and trainers they come together inventors they they made different technology and different things and different updates for mankind that that really it made yesterday a thing of the past and boys to men a, a music group uh, they, yes. used to have, they used to have the song it's so hard to say goodbye Bye. to yesterday but it's easy for me goodbye yesterday say goodbye Hallelujah. to yesterday goodbye. Okay? That's the first goodbye, step. 2018. <laughs> goodbye, 2017. Yes, yes. Goodbye. What happened to you in 1997? Goodbye. What happened to you, that grudge that you held since 1992? Goodbye. That's why you must be willing to surrender to the fact that if you don't say goodbye to yesterday, then yesterday will keep on saying hello to you. <laughs> Goodbye for the loom. Hello, Victoria's <laughs> Secret. <laughs> <laughs> 
Say goodbye to yesterday. That's how you surrender. Because each and every day that we are alive, like you said, it is a gift and a blessing to be born. And I have to remind my son, Honor, that when he's upset with me, when I won't allow him to eat more cinnamon toast crunch, okay? (laughs) That's why it's going to take some emotional strength, right? (laughs) It is a gift and a blessing to be born. It is a gift to be alive. I'm doing a speaking engagement. Someone in the back row, boom, falls to the ground, starts starts to go into an attack, foaming at the mouth. I started speaking real fast. I didn't know if I was next. You know, I'm <laughs> <laughs> so happy to be on the stage. If I'm going to go, I want to go right now. Let me start dropping my best quotes, right? Because it is a gift to be alive. I can't know. It's no. <laughs> yeah, screw CPR and dropping the mic and saving a resuscitated person. I'm getting my last minute. I'm getting my last speech in right now. That's the case. what you were talking about as well uh which we you know you and i this this is in the world and on the tongues and in in the hearts and and the minds of anybody who is staunchly immersed in the world of personal growth and personal development it doesn't matter if you're 50 or 70 years old or you're going through a midlife crisis or an identity crisis or whatever's happening in your business or your personal relationships every day is an opportunity to embark upon a rebirth or a reinvention process and this is where people get themselves stuck and thinking, oh, you know what? I was great once upon a time. I've run my course. I've peaked out. You know, I'm a dinosaur. Well, if you if those are the ways in which you're choosing to speak to yourself, then of course, what's going to continually show up? Because I truly believe what you put more attention on is what grows stronger. You have the choice, as we all do, therefore, to put your energies, place your energies on things that are negative, counterintuitive, and do not serve you, and do tend to keep you immobilized and stuck within the sphere of fear. Or conversely, you can take the time and the energy, recalibrate, get rid of the old scripts that no longer serve you and go, you know what? I don't give myself permission for one more minute to be wasting precious time here. Okay, things imploded, things screwed up, things happened in a way I couldn't have projected or foreseen or be prepared for. But what am I going to do about it now? What am I going to do to change the trajectory of where it is I still know I want to go? Right? Yes, yes. That is that is so true. And it, it happens to us all. 
It happens to us all. Like you said, I started at 10. So I remember when I was turned 21, I, you know, I was worried and talking to people, and I thought I was a has-been at 21, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> at 21, I'm worried, oh, no, I'm not a teen speaker anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> and the problem is, see, I think we need to go from goal-setting to future-setting. Yes. Right? Okay, you're speaking right. my language here on this topic. Yes, we need to go from goal-setting to future setting. The fact of the matter is, if there is nothing blocking your, your sight, I'm talking about your physical sight. If you were just in a field and you could look as far as the eye could see, and there was nothing blocking your sight, you have no idea the distance that your physical sight could see right now. It is so far the power of your physical sight. The thing is, is that many people have more physical sight than they do vision for their life at times. Yes. And they can only see in their mental sight what has been in their physical sight. The people, the places, the experiences, the income level that they generated, the opportunities that were thrown their way. They can only see in their mental sight what has been in their previous physical sight. However, if you can understand that the, the the eyesight, eyesight is just a tip of the iceberg of what mind sight can accomplish, right? Oh, I love that. Right? I got, yes, I got goosebumps yes. on that one. And what you're yes. talking about, my friend, it's quantum physics. You know, people get so caught up in the, if I can't hear it, see it, touch it, it doesn't exist. That's not how energy works. Mm -hmm. And everything is based on energy. So when people say even, I challenge people who even say, you know, the sky is the limit. No, beyond the sky is the limit. You got to break that ceiling. I mean, because if you're talking about the sky, you're already seeing a barrier. You're already seeing that's as far as I can go. And that's where you're going to benchmark yourself. You got to go beyond what you can even see. You've got to go beyond what you can touch. You've got to go beyond what is here in the tangible realm of the, the physical world in which we live in. The people who master this and who understand this understand that's what breaking limits is all about. The limits that people are working within, the confines that people are working within is what they are relating to in their physical realm of being. It's not about that. Yes, yes. You are so right. It, it, it's not about that. And there's this term that they use at mega companies like Amazon and, and Google, where they get their C-levels employees together and they engage in what's called blue sky thinking. And, and, and blue sky thinking, you know, there's three types of thinking, right? And, mm -hmm. and so you've got um, straight line thinking, Right. That, that's people that can just see, OK, what's in front of them. Very little imagination about their lives and, and, and their future, their possibilities. Uh, very hard to work at one of those companies that's that's always innovative, always sending new updates to their users. Then you have blue sky thinking and that's thinking like, OK, OK thinking, looking at the sky without the possibility of the clouds blocking your way, right? Mm. That's the type of the thinking that they engage at Amazon and Google. And then there's a term that was coined by a woman 
brother, Miss Rachel Woods, and it's called Black Sky Thinking, right? Because obviously, beyond these blue clouds, when you go farther out into the galaxy, it's black, right? So yes. it's, it's Black Sky Thinking, and that's thinking beyond current capacities so that you can remain on the cutting edge. You see, I agree with you. Energy is the foundation of what we are and what we create. Yes. And it's important that we realize that energy is a creative force. And many people get stuck in energy where they're not creating the lifestyle that they desire and they are not, they don't know how to direct their attention and their energy in a way to recreate and to reinvent the life that they have for themselves. But I agree with the quote that says, um, stretch yourself because you can't fit a big dream into a small life. Ooh, I like that. And it's so very true. And, and I got this image, you know, you might relate to this. I'm a little bit older than you, but elastoplast. Remember, you could like stretch that guy out, all that gooey stuff inside his body. He was like some kind of action figure and you yes. stretch him and then he shrinks back to original form. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, yes. And that's what the big goals do. That's what great mentors do. They, they, they stretch us. They, yes. They, that's the service that they provide. And it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that I could do this. That's why when you ask about my dad, I can't look at it like I did in 1994 when he mm -hmm. missed my little league game. Okay. Forget about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in this year, I have to admit that I am blessed. I have to admit that I hit the parent jackpot. Yes, right? you did. <laughs> and, I, and, and I have to take responsibility that and it's okay to be happy. And I think that we are we ha are coming to a shift where we're getting out of this victimization culture where the biggest victim wins, where my sob story is better than yours, so I have more credibility wins. And we are understanding that pity parties need to be empty because you can't pity yourself into a power zone. You can't <laughs> pity yourself into generational wealth. Pity won't get you to the next level. Pity won't help you 10X your business or create that type of, uh, uh, of, of living your dream home with your family. Pity's not going to get it. And so it's going to require a level of focus, a level of leadership skills, emotional intelligence, and for you to work with a team of people that inspire you to stretch yourself like that silly putty stuff she was just talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I absolutely love it. And you know, I don't know why, but this song just came to my mind. We are family. I've got all my sisters and me. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, but you did hit the jackpot, my friend, in terms of the father figure. And, and you did say something that I talk about quite extensively whenever the opportunity strikes uh, with each guest I showcase uh, on Living Fearlessly on Fridays. And that is victimology. A lot of people are submerged and floating in the abyss. Well, you can't float when you're in the best year at the bottom. You're not going anywhere. Unless you... Unless you make the conscious, because it's a conscious, deliberate choice to go, I can't for one more minute, one more day, one more decade, I can't live in this space. 
I, I, you know, I call it addiction, call it victimology mindset, call it whatever the circumstance is that you believe put you there in the first place. We are all afflicted by circumstances, but we're all each day faced in every single second of every second that we have the opportunity to still be here and breathe and think differently and make different choices to go, you know what? None, no more of this. I'm going nowhere. I'm going in circles and I, I've got nothing to show for it except for more misery, more heartache, more regret, more remorse. I have got, I've got to disrupt this. I've got to put an end to this now. Yes, right now. And you are absolutely right. See, let me, you said something earlier. It only takes a moment yes. to get unstuck. Okay, it only takes a moment. You could be going in the wrong direction for five, six, seven, eight years. The moment that you start going in the a new direction, you're going in the right direction. That eight year journey, that's behind you now. Right? Yes. And so don't allow where you've been to define where, where you can go. Yes, where you I can know, be. You can go because I am very big on terminology. So everything I speak into my own existence, my own reality, my own vortex, my own future in terms of manifestation, it's emphatic. So not can go where I will go. It's a non-negotiable. I am going there and I'm not even going to get in my own way. And if I'm not giving myself permission to get in my own way, then obviously everything external to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm not getting in my own way. I'm not raining on my own parade. I'm not impeding my own progress. So if I'm not even doing that within myself, good luck to anyone else outside of me who thinks they've got a chance or a shot at that themselves. Exactly. They don't. Because they don't. we have to be the leaders of our own lives first. And Absolutely. many people have surrendered that responsibility. Absolutely. And so being cognizant of time, my friend, and that's not to say that you don't have an open standing invitation to come back because you always do. But before that happens, we've got Toronto coming up in August and we're going to be refining and and clarifying those details uh, as we continue to work on things in the back Uh, between you and I personally. Um, So very grateful for our partnership. Super grateful for you being here, uh, sharing your words of wisdom with the listeners and eventually the podcast subscribers. But I want to give you the opportunity, Les, where can people reach out to you? What's coming up on the calendar where people can next see you speak? Uh, Where can people buy the book that you and your dad have worked on and any other bodies of work that are either already in existence or upcoming? Where can people connect with you and where can people buy your material? Well, yes. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure being on your show. People can reach out to me at lesbrownjr.com, lesbrownjr.com. And there's also a, a, um, a, a book, a free book with my dad and I. You can check out a sneak peek of the first couple chapters when you go to the website. So go to the website, lesbrownjr.com to find out more. That's fantastic. And so what would be... You know, if there was one takeaway or breakthrough that you would want the listening audience and again, eventually the podcast subscribers, once this is uploaded and calibrated on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, etc., 
what is the one thing out of all the amazingly true bullseyes uh, that you've shared with us today that you would want the listening audience to walk away from with the aha moment of if Les can do it, if Lisa can do it, if anybody else who's in that arena can do it, I too can do it. What is it that you want people to most be resonating with and thinking about in going forward from this interview? I want you to get three words in your head and heart. It's your time. It's yeah. your time. It's your time. You might have served someone for so long. You might have poured everything into someone else. That's okay. It's your time to step out of the shadows. Remember this. You can't get out of life alive, so you might as well live while you are here. It's your time. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, you know, I talk about this in my blogs. Uh, I blog for Thrive Global, Ariana Huffington. And we talk a lot. Of course, I, I try to incorporate as much as I can the word thrive in my content um, because a lot of people are just merely surviving and existing. You know, every day they wake up, there's a level of begrudging the day. What other stuff is going to happen to me today? Oh, my God, I got to pay this bill today. You know, if you change your mindset to one of abundance, prosperity, therefore you're flourishing within the realm of I'm a thriver. Or if you've once upon a time been a so-called survivor, as I have of many things, but I don't live in that space, you know, connect the two. Be a thriver. I say that all the time. That's my <laughs> new word. Be a thriver. You know, right. show, have a barometer in which to measure your own momentum and your growth. You know, maybe I was the survivor. Maybe I did once upon a time subscribe to victimology. I know that didn't get me anywhere. Certainly didn't get me on the path of where it is I've always felt proclaimed that I've wanted to travel in the direction of. So if you start thinking about the way in which you're dialoguing with yourself, get the word survivor out of your, your vocab, your verbiage. You know, think of things that are predominantly adjective-wise, things that really hone, crystallize, and embody the spirit of somebody who's on fire, somebody who really loves life, somebody who is jazzed up, somebody who loves having their feet to the fire every day because that's where the growth is. That's where the momentum is. You talk about scaling, leveraging. It doesn't have to be applied to a business. It can be applied to your spirit. It can be applied to your mindset. It can be applied to your goals. Just get going, people. Get going. Get going. And, you know, there's so much... There's so much that happens that you can't see. There's so much momentum. There's so many people that'll come out to help you. There's so many people that you're inspired when they see your activity. There's a force that unleashes in the universe where you start to begin to be the magnetic force pulling everything in the divine timing right exactly when you didn't expect it, but it was yours to begin with because you took action. I believe that if you don't claim your destiny, your destiny won't claim you. And your Woo! destiny is not where you just live or survive. Your destiny is where you thrive because every day is an adventure. Every product is a fortune. Every moment is a miracle. And you were born to win. Oh, hallelujah. I couldn't have said that better myself. What a way to wrap up. I want to say thank you, Les. Once we uh, hang up here on this call, this interview, I'm going to go grab myself a bowl of cinnamon crunch. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh.
My son okay. is five years old and he's already speaking. He gets five hundred dollars for a five minute speech. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some stretch on him. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my destiny over here. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And so listen, we're gonna continue to talk about what we've got planned coming in August. I've already started putting the initial feelers out there. People have been sharing it everywhere, to which I'm certainly very grateful for, considering we don't have all the specific information other than it's taking place uh, between myself. And Les Brown, we're co-facilitating a seminar summit in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, for a couple of days, somewhere towards the latter part of August. So please stay tuned. It's going to be ramped up everywhere. And uh, Les, I just want to say I absolutely love and appreciate and respect everything you're doing in this space and in the ways in which you continue to pay it forward and be of service and anchor people up through you having empowered yourself to find your voice embrace your purpose i just want to say thank you very much i'm a better human being for knowing you and we're just scratching the surface my friend in terms of where you and i are going in our partnership thank you make sure you have the firemen ready when i get there in august because we're going to burn it down <laughs> you know what just to freak you out i might actually get somebody to sit in the back and pretend they're having a heart attack just as i want to see that whole thing play out <laughs> and get my best speech ever. Yeah! (laughs) So to my listening audience, to my podcast subscribers, I want to thank you very much once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules, for tuning into Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald, with my guest of today, Les Brown Jr., who we will have back here and who you can come and see alongside me in Toronto towards the latter part of August. More details will soon be ramped up. My goal, my purpose, which I'm very clear on, is to uplift you, to fear less, and to live more. Until next Friday, love and gratitude to you all. Take care and all my best. Thanks, Les. Bye-bye, everyone. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and AHA That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.